Yeah. The Flathead Zone, the local sports talk show. The Knock on Sports. Six to eight weeknights. Only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back here to the Knock On Sports and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Kyle Hansen from Montana Sports. Is He has had a very, very busy day today. Kyle, hope you're doing well here on a Wednesday, my man. Thanks, man. Yeah, busy day. Not Definitely not uh, short of news, but uh, happy to be here and chat. Well, Kyle, I really appreciate whenever I can get you on. Uh, first off, obviously the news today is Montana and Montana State men's basketball will not play. What's the latest on that situation right now? Um, well, the latest is just that the men, you know, they're earlier this morning, their games, um, unfortunately due to a positive COVID-19 test in the University of Montana basketball program, they had to cancel both men's games. Now, both women's games are still a go which is a good news for Cat Grizz fans. We'll still get a little bit of that. Uh, the women play at Bozeman tomorrow at 5 p.m. But, yeah, aside from that, that's all we really know. You know, it's uh, just awful timing, um, especially from the University of Montana uh, side of things, because up until today, the Grizz had not had a game canceled. They were one of seven Division One teams, men's Division One teams in the country that hadn't had a game canceled at this point, which is pretty remarkable. And unfortunately, the first one comes at the biggest week of the season for a lot of, uh, you know, in the eyes of a lot of Montanans. Yeah, just so unlucky, it feels like, 2020 taking one more shot because obviously, and, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this as well, but, you know, we already don't have football. We won't see that rivalry game this year. Um, what's the status in terms of can this game be made up? You know, I think it can be if they really want to. It's just a matter of how are they going to fit it in. Um, the Big Sky Conference has a policy that there aren't reschedules due to canceled games. Now, as Paul Schwedelson, the Bozeman Chronicle, pointed out, that's a policy they've broken a couple of times this year. They've had a couple of Big Sky games uh, you know, get canceled and ultimately reschedule on different dates and work them out. So I think if it was a likely situation, looking at their schedule right now, because the, the, the biggest issue, even if that policy wasn't in play, is that the schedules are so jam-packed up until the Big Sky Tournament right now. And they have all these, obviously all these two games and three days with each school. But there is a gap. They play Weber State at home on February 13th, and then they're off until they play at Eastern Washington on February 18th. So, you know, maybe they make it work there on a Monday the 15th. You know, they have kind of a few gaps like that where they could potentially fit it in on a Monday, but that's like, you know, that's just an example of, you know, kind of what they're working with. There's really only five games max in between some of these games where they could maybe squeeze it in. But again, logistically, how's that going to work with testing travel? If the cats and Grizz have one game, who's going to host? Cause one of the cool things about this series was they were still going to have one at each site. So how is that all going to work out? I think that's a lot of logistics and, you know, with how things are going, I, it just, it's, it's really a matter of do they want to do that and, you know, will they ultimately pursue that? So I don't, I don't know how, how likely that really is. Well, I was going to say, you know, that's the tough part, and that's the schedule, as you just talked about, because I think, I, in my opinion, 
my thought is is either they like you said you know they play on a Monday but I feel like it's either they play like a like one Monday and then the following Monday or something like that because again I know that's going to be tough it's what six or five or six days you got three games within those days and obviously these big sky conference games are really really important um, you know for either one of these teams obviously along with the bragging rights that go with this game but do you see that as a potential possibility where they break this game up maybe you know one Monday or Tuesday that game's played and then one a week or two later if I was to guess, I would guess they would go just the one game route just because that's that's a lot to ask. You know, let's just, like I said, there's a lot of, you know, I highlighted the gap in between Weber and Eastern, but there's a lot of these, like I said, where maybe, you know, in between, you know, or I guess four year Portland, you're at Portland State next Thursday for the Grizz. Um, you know, you could squeeze it there and then squeeze a game in at the end, but I just think that's hard. That's squeezing an extra game that's giving shorter rest time, you know, Added. The Grizz have already been hit with some injuries before the season even started. I know they would be probably pretty leery to do that again. So if it was to happen, I would guess they would just go the one route out of, you know, just getting one in so, like, the fans can have something to kind of look forward to. It just two games, it just seems really hard because it really is, you know, jam-packed with the schedule and uh, trying to fit something in because, you know, it's <clears> – <throat> excuse me, um, before – in between – for the Grizzlies anyway, um, they played Northern Colorado at the beginning of January – and then they had like a week off. And if they had had like a week off somewhere in their schedule, then maybe that would have been more possible. But the problem is, is it's just, it's, I mean, it's two games every single week, basically now until the Big Sky Tournament. Kyle, um, I know you said that the women's game is still on. Obviously, anything can change. Um, but obviously, the news is because the testing happened earlier this week. Do you expect anything to change with that game or is that clear to go? I think that's clear to go. This is, as far as I've noticed, this is probably the latest I've seen a game canceled, you know. And the Lady Grizz have had four games canceled. The men and women uh, Bobcat teams have also had games canceled. And those always came down, I felt like, on a Monday or Tuesday. They were pretty early on knowing. Mm-hmm. So learning on, like, a Wednesday morning really felt kind of like a late thing. So if I was to, you know, guess, I, I think those two games are going to be a go. Kind of looking at this game, again, obviously unfortunate that it got canceled, uh, but kind of looking at it as if it was going to be played. There was a lot of buildup to this game, a lot of excitement. The Bobcats, obviously, off to a 6-0 start within Big Sky Conference play. We know the pedigree Montana's had the last several seasons, and they've got great basketball players. Tell me, before this thing got canceled, what did you think about the matchup? Well, I thought it was a fascinating matchup, and it's a real bummer that, it, you know, even if it was going to be played, that no fans could be there, especially for the Bobcats because of the season they're having to start, you know, six and zero in league play. Um, I believe it's their first six and zero start in league play in 34 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty remarkable when you think about that. And, you know, the cats have had some really good players over the last few years and just haven't been able to quite string a start like that together. So of course there's a lot of hype because you have, you know, in the, over the last decade, the Grizzlies have dominated this career. They've won 19 of the last 20 matchups on the men's side. But there's a lot of hype in that regard. You know, the, the Grizz have had their growing pains with the younger group. Meanwhile, you have Montana State, who's off to a 6-0 start. I think it made for a very compelling series between two teams who I personally think are atop the big sky, you know, among that upper echelon this year. I think, you know, what the Cats have been able to do with Danny, and Danny Sprinkle just being in his second year is pretty remarkable. And, you know, you know how will they be able to contain it or continue it, excuse me, but... I think for the most part, you know, these, the, this cat team is legit, and I think they've been an awesome pair of games. And it would have been fun, you know, without fans because, you know, a lot of these games are driven by emotion when mm-hmm. fans are around because both arenas are sold out. So without fans, how would teams do that? I mean, you've seen the, I've seen the grids affected. You know, there's no crowd 
and your energy can die quickly. Or it won't bother you because you feel like you're playing a scrimmage and you maybe play more technical because, you know, you don't take that contested jumper to try and get the crowd pumped up. So I think it would have been a great pair of games. I personally think it would have been a split series. I'll just throw a prediction out there so people can yell at me. Um, <laughs> I thought the Grizz, I thought the Grizz would win at home. I thought the Cats would win at home. That's probably what I think was ultimately going to happen. Um, so, but I, you know, it's a real bummer that we're not going to get these games because, you know, I just, it's a, it's always a great rivalry. I, you know, I think it should get as much attention as the football rivalry because they are great basketball games and uh, we're lucky to have it. So it's a real bummer, but I am also very happy that the women's games will still be happening because I think those will be great games too. No, absolutely. I think those are going to be really fun and really exciting. And I want to get your thoughts on, on those games here in a second. But at the same time, I will say this, doing some fortune telling here, Kyle, I feel like there's a documentary done or even the, the story's done. The headline has to read the year without a rivalry, right? Yeah, uh, it, that's a great way to put it. I mean, it is kind of crazy. And, you know, you pointed it out earlier. We didn't get a Cat Grizz football game in the fall. We didn't, and then we now we don't get it in the spring because football season was canceled a couple of weeks ago. Uh, for spring football and yeah now basketball's gone so it's like it really is kind of a bummer because it's like that this is such a great rivalry they you know both programs are are typically good in both sports and even when one might be lagging the games are still good so i yeah it, it was really kind of a bummer and you know these cat games are the ones that ended up getting you know kind of affected at this time yeah, no, totally. Just bad luck. Like I said, 2020 seems to want to throw one more shot at us, unfortunately. Um, Kyle, you mentioned the women's game. That's going to be really exciting. Those games have come down to the wire in the past. I know Montana State's had the edge in this rivalry. Uh, but obviously, Mike Petrino, first chance for him as head coach of the Lady Grizz, taking on Trisha Benford. I feel like the team's really responded to him. What do you think about the matchup between the Lady Grizz and the Bobcats? I think it would have been another fascinating one. I think, you know, the Cats, I, from what I've seen, are still kind of a little bit of a work in progress. I still think they lost so many good players from last year. But, you know, they're on a roll themselves. They've won three of their last four, just recently swept Northern Arizona. Um, and the Lady Grizz split with Northern Arizona, but were on the road. So I think it would have been a cool matchup to see because I, I do think, you know, the Lady Grizz are very talented, and they have been talented in the past. But, yeah, it does feel like they're responding to what Petrina wants. They're kind of also looking for some consistencies similar to the men just because, you know, a lot of new faces. I think more than half of the Lady Grizz roster is new this year. And then with a new coach, you throw that in the mix, it's it's a challenge. So I think they would have been fun games. I think they would have been good contests. Again, I think this would have been probably a split series. I just I tend to think that the home teams are going to win these rivalry matches. And uh, But, you know, the, the Bobcats have dominated this, this series the last couple of years too. So I think you know, kind of flip for the women. I think the Grizz are kind of, you know, trying to get on the up and up because, you know, Trisha Binford is a, an incredible coach and, you know, she's going to have them ready. So I think uh, I'm, I'm happy that we're going to get, you know, to see those um, play out over the next couple of days. I was about to say, we're going to get at least one form of this rivalry, and it's going to be fantastic. Both games always end up being that way in, in, the, in the several, at least the years I've been here, they usually have been close, maybe one blowout, at least on the women's side. Uh, so really looking forward to seeing how those two games uh, play out. And, and with that being said, Kyle, let me turn it over to some high school sports. You've been covering high school basketball as well. You've been out to the, some of the gymnasiums. you got a good one tomorrow night between uh, number one and number two in the West, and that's Sentinel and Hellgate. Give me your early thoughts on that one. Well, I think it's going to be a blast. I'm not 100% sure if I'll be a boys or girls game, but either way, both are going to be great um, because you have, obviously, the boys' side, you have Sentinels undefeated. They look every part of a state contender. Taking on the defending coach, Hams Hellgate, who is 5-1, and one, and I think shocking some people right now because they lost so much talent. 
Um, it's pretty remarkable. And then on the girls' side, Hellgate is undefeated. They've been cruising, I feel like, for the most part. They topped Capital, which was a big win. And then Sentinels 3-2, and two, but I know Sentinel, I think, played the two Helena schools pretty well. So both games are going to be awesome. You know, these were awesome games last year. Um, again, they played a doubleheader at Dahlberg in front of probably five, 6,000 fans the night before Cat Grizz in Missoula, which was back-to-back to the best basketball days I've ever covered. So I, I like it a lot. You know, I Sentinel's boys, you know, starting with them, I suppose they are just loaded, similar to how Hellgate was last year. They have a lot of seniors, a lot of kids who start. All five of their starters from last year are back. Montana State commit Alex Germer is kind of getting all the pub, but you have your um, Tony Froelich Fairs, Hayden Cobb, T.J. Roushes, you know, guys like that who are just good athletes and, you know, uh, carrying a lot of weight, too. And, you know, Tony was an all-conference player last year, and so was Hayden. On the Hellgate boys' side, they have Beckett Arthur, Josh Wade returning. You know, how will they respond with this new team against a deep Sentinel? And on the girls' side, they returned a lot, as did Sentinel. So, I, you know, both games are going to be awesome. We're pretty lucky, you know, to have those this week as well, and I'm, I'm excited to get the, – the nice thing about some of these games, and I was kind of excited with Cat Grizz, is that they're all pretty early on in the season, and I like seeing the early season matchups and then how these teams improve, you know, here in like the next month or so. No, absolutely. Um, and let me get your thoughts on this, Kyle, because I look at the Western Double uh, A and the boys side. You can say the same for the girls, but I think the, uh, it's not as as deep as the boys because you look at it. I know Helena's not having the season that they would like to have, obviously, but they're still really good defensively. Big Sky has made great improvement. They are a fun bunch and they are a very dangerous team. Uh, so you got to make sure you're bringing your lunch pail for them uh, when when teams play Big Sky. But looking at the Western AA boys side, it looks like just a fun conference one through eight. What do you think about that side? I love it. Uh, you know, I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, and, and we're lucky over here because, you know, Sentinel Hellgate obviously won two right now and two, two really good programs. I completely agree with Big Sky. They're two and three, but, you know, they pushed Sentinel. And they, I think they've looked really improved. I think they had a tough game with Capital that I got a chance to cover that Capital won. But I think Big Sky, later in the season, if those two teams meet, I think it's a closer game than it was. And then, you know, uh, Kalispell Flathead, you know, with Dirk Johnsrud as the head coach, I think he's looked, I think they've looked great as well. You know, they've won big games. I think, first, well, they beat Hellgate to start. They snapped their winning, their winning streak, which is huge. I mean, that's a good way to start the season. Beating Big Sky in overtime is key. I believe that was their first win, which mm-hmm. winning a game in overtime is not easy. And to open a season like that is, is very impressive. So I think it's very deep, yes. And then Helena Capital looks great. Braden Cook, who came here and, you know, he, he played very well. He's an incredible player as a junior at Capital. So I think, yeah, top to bottom, this is a pretty pretty solid league. And like you mentioned, Glacier and Helena High have been competitive, you know, but unfortunately somebody has to, you know, be losing when you have some teams that are 5-0, and 4-1. and one. So that's uh, I think the Western AA is great right now. I'm, you know, I'm happy we get to cover it and have hope it continues on. Yeah, me too, exactly. And at the same time too, Kyle, and I'll finish with this, we got some really great basketball players. Guys like Justin Kripe averaging 21 points. Weston Price is averaging double figures. You talked about Brayden Cook. Obviously, Beckett Arthur's doing some nice things for Hellgate. Alex Germer, Tony Froelich Fair. Um, there's a lot of really great basketball players this season. I know Raleigh Wooster's been the dominating force out west. But this year, just about every team has one guy. With Big Sky, they have a few different guys. I like Chaz Ledoux, what really what he does. Uh, Trey Reed, Lewis Sanders, they do some really nice things. But some exciting, even individual talent. Among the West, I completely agree. It's very deep, and you know, I think a lot of these players, like you have, like Alex Germer and you know Tony Froelich Fair, were good players last year, and like 
you know, Braden Cook and like your Justin Cripes, like these are all guys like Ezra Epperly. These are guys who are getting varsity time, varsity minutes. And, you know, Hunter Hickey is another one too up at Flathead. We're like, they're all kind of overshadowed by what Hellgate was doing. And, and, you know, and, and, and that's understandable too. I mean, it's not their fault, but it's just, that just shows how good those Hellgate teams were. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of 2016, 17, when I was in the Eastern double a, and that whole season, everybody was talking about Raekwon Evans and Brendan Howard. And Raekwon Evans is starting at Florida State, and Brendan Howard is starting at MSUB and has been since he was a freshman. So, and it's like, there's a, these players are like very incredible players. But this year, yeah, it's deep. You know, Germer has been getting a lot of notice just because he's going Division One. But like you ran through, there's a bunch of guys here who are just solid, deep players, and it feels like every team has a guy, and that's what you need because ultimately when it comes down to it, some of these games, like we saw last year when Big Sky beat Sentinel, like there's these games can go one way or the other and it just takes one of these guys to click. I mean, Justin Kreif had a great game down here when they played Sentinel. You know, how does how do they adjust and maybe spread it out more when they see Sentinel again or if they, you know, see Hellgate again? It's things like that where I'm I'm excited to see how a lot of these kids develop, and a lot of these kids are juniors too, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a, I, I really like seeing some of the younger kids on with you know it's great seeing seniors but you like seeing the younger kids too because it gives you something to continue to look forward to and seeing these players develop my featured guest kyle hansen from montana sports kyle if they want to catch the latest uh, work that you're up to and latest news how can they do that uh, you can follow my work on montanasports.com uh, you can catch us on air on kpax tv and then any live updates i uh, want to see my stories videos anything like that you can follow me on twitter at khansen 406 Kyle, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as always, man. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Anthony. You too.